0: morning, and welcome to uh, New Life Church Guys' Morning Out (GMO). And I'm um, excited to be here, and I've been praying, and trust that the Holy Spirit will impart something to you. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I know when I'm on that side of the podium, I like to know who I'm listening to. And just briefly, uh, Ann and I, my wife Anne and I, have been married over, happily married. Men, when you asked how long you've been married. Put the happily in there, especially if the bride's next to you. Trust me on that one. We've been happily married for 34 years. We have four children, now six children, because two of them are married. And we'll have our fifth grandbaby um, August 5th. And one of the things I've been saying across the country, we have a marriage ministry that we travel a good amount, is a lot of things in life are not what they're cracked up to be but being a grandpa is not one of them. It is over the top, seeing that whole generational God that we serve, of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and now having little kids. They call me Pop Pop, and I'll get phone calls, and they fix us up for that Skype thing where now I can pray with them when I go to bed. I have grandkids in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and grandkids in Texas, and it's just over the top. So happily married, dad, grandpa, uh, as far as my my life's path, if you will, my life story. I was one of those kind of psycho kids who always knew what I wanted to do. From the time I was a little boy, I wanted to be a fireman. And during my adolescence years, I tended to, you know, to the other side of the tracks and a little bit of rebellion and stuff. And I remember when I was about 15 and I had to spend the whole summer on probation and me and my buddy had to stay at one of our homes and the parents had to check up with You know, it was more vandalism and stuff. It wasn't like we were the big drug smugglers in the suburbs of Chicago. But just more general, uh, you know, basic juvenile delinquency, and he said, you know, Tim, what are we in trouble for? I said, well, we broke windows, we were drag racing, we went through red lights. He said, you know, if we became firemen, we could get paid to do that. Like, <laughs> it was like a download, you know, this was BC days, it was like the Holy Spirit through my body, so I thought, I'm going to be a fireman, and that was my goal, and I got in the fire department when I was like 18, a fire protection district outside of Chicago, we're Raised in the Chicago land area. Born in Chicago. Raised in the suburbs. Then I got on Schaumburg, Illinois Fire Department. Served there 20 years. Was blessed with a lot of promotions and great relationships. It's kind of those things like, once you're a Marine, you're always a Marine. Once you're a fireman, you're always a fireman. And a, a couple years into our marriage, we're invited to... Me and I were both raised in a Roman Catholic church. We went to Mass regularly. She went to all parochial schools. Grammar school, middle school, high school, college. I was more the public school kid. Did the CCD thing. So I was always aware of God... Thought, you know, if anybody's in, I'll probably be in. I'm certainly not Mother Teresa or the Pope, but I'm not John Wayne Gacy ex murderer So if God's says, good God, he'll grade Tim Evans on a curb, and I'll definitely get in. If I'm in by the, you know, by my shirt tails, that's okay, as long as I end up there. But a friend invited us to a church that was meeting in a movie theater called Willow Creek Community Church. I don't need to hold this, right? As long as it's on, okay, great. And uh, it was one of those things. It was, it was in the early days of Willow Creek, the mid-70s, and... Um, it was the presence of the Holy Spirit. That was foreign to me. You know, no holy water, no crosses. Bill Hybels would pull up on his Harley with long hair, lead worship, take the offering, give the message. And me and I walked around going, what's going on? But there was something that kept drawing us back and drawing us back in our young hearts. I think we were about 22, 23. And so I started writing down questions. I can, you know... Very pragmatic person. I want the why behind what I need to do. And I was hearing, you know, only one way to heaven and it's through this person, Jesus Christ. And I I knew the Jesus story. You know, I knew all about Christmas and Easter. But that was really about it. Went through all the sacraments. And some of my Catholic friends really got that. I wasn't in that camp. I had no idea when they started talking about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So very, very long story short, we got involved with a small group. And I say every opportunity I get, most of the life changes that has occurred in my heart and life has been around a kitchen table. I've been listening to messages for 55 years. If I just lived out what I heard today from Brady, I'd be a good man until God calls me home. You know, in that confidence and stepping out and in the Word and trusting those Hebrews path- passages for my heart and life. So we got in the context of a small group and read the Bible, repented of my sin, invited Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. And then for 20 years at Willow Creek, we learned a lot about Jesus Christ. We fell in love with them and about the Word of God. Never read the Bible. We had one honking Bible, you know, the big, you know, 12-pounder in my, mom, on my mom's bureau next to her bed, and if you did a nice paper or something, she'd stuff it in there and press it, you know, it was like a little safe, but nobody ever opened it or read it, or it was just, we all we knew we had a Bible, we knew where it was, and I fell in love with the Bible, and I was discipled by a, you know, a sword-carrying Baptist, and when he discipled me, if I showed up for my meeting and I didn't have my scripture memorized, he'd get up and walk out, and he was one of the first elders at Willow Creek, Dick Sweatman. I'm like, Dick, I'm working 80 hours a week. We had three fires this week. I'm trash. Let's just talk. He's like, you're not serious. If you don't get the word of God on your heart, you're going to miss what this purpose of us meeting together is. And after I wanted to take him in the alley and beat him, I submitted to his authority, and it was one of the best things for a person that had no understanding of the word of God. So 20 years at Willow Creek, on the fire department by brides and nurse, um, we decided to get, you know, they said, give your time, your talents, your treasures. And we were always drawn to the marriage ministry, not because we had a great marriage by any stretch of the imagination. We struggled, I think, as much or more than the next person. Had four babies right away, so had all that dynamic going on. But we wanted to do something we could do together. So we got involved with the premarital ministry. They didn't even have a marriage ministry. And um, because we could do it together, because I was working so much on shift, off shift, and as a nurse and whatnot. And then friends from Willow Creek went to start a church in Holland, Michigan, right across the lake. From Chicago, you've got to go around the lake unless you can swim really well. And uh, they planted a church with all you know, Willow leaders, and one of the men became the senior pastor. He was our best friend, and he said, would you guys like to leave the firehouse, leave your careers, and move to Holland, Michigan to serve at a local church? And we... I just said, no, I, I love being a fireman. I have seven weeks vacation. I get a new car every two years. I mean, government employment has its benefits. You know, yes, we can. And it's like, so anyway, <clears throat> brought God into the picture, and almost audibly, like Brady said, you know, no, don't take that job in his hometown. It was go. So I thought I'd paint God in the corner and say, we well, have to give Ann a green light, our four kids green lights. I mean, there's no way you can do that. He did it. So we were in Michigan for five years, started coming out to Colorado to get trained because I didn't have any formal training. And um, that's where we ran into the, you know, Ted Haggers and Peter and Doris Wagner and Global Harvest Ministries. We ended up getting hired by them and working at the World Prayer Center for a number of years. And about four years ago now, we felt this call to go full-time real-life ministries. And God said, now's the time. Ann and I had unity. So the last four years, we've been work. We sold the house up in Pine Creek, moved down to the west side, and we're traveling around encouraging men and women in God's design for marriage. I often say God's given us about this much of an understanding, this much of a measure of understanding of this thing called marital oneness. And that's what we want. And again, ask the Holy Spirit to impart and activate today to deeper measures. So before we start, one of my spiritual sons, again, small groups, is so much a part of my life, so we're always in small groups. I was going to ask Brad Sheesby, who's in our group, to come up and just uh, pray a blessing over this time. and. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to grow and to learn uh, about marriage and Father, I pray that you would open each of our hearts um, in your way um, to receive what you're wanting to speak to us today. Father, I pray that each person would be encouraged, that we would be uh, leave here with tools that will help us make our marriages stronger and better and communicate better with our brides. And Lord, help us to be the husbands that you have longed for us to be and give us the marriages that you have created for us to have. We thank you for this time and we give it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Brad. I appreciate that. Well, you guys can finish this old nursery rhyme, sticks and stones may break my bones, but... Is is that like high on the BS meter? You know, at the firehouse, somebody walk in to train us and we'll walk right away, you'd walk out and get a cup of coffee and say, oh man, my BS meter's on so high right now. You know, That statement is so high on the BS meter. Words are very powerful. You know, just looking at the scriptures, I just, you know, you could do a word study in that and go through it, but it's like... James 3. Scotty, can you read that verse out loud? Did you get a handout? No. Great. Just say, this is the word of the Lord. And then read James 1-3 and read that short verse. This is the word of the Lord, Scott. This is the word of the Lord. James 3. It's not on the handout? Did you get the wrong one? Thank you, sir. Brian, you want to do the next one? This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Proverbs eleven thirteen. A gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy man keeps secrets. Brad, you want to jump on the next one? Proverbs ten. This is the word of the Lord. Proverbs ten nineteen. When words are many, sin is not absent. But if you hold this tongue is wise. Matthew twelve. No, will somebody else read Matthew twelve thirty four? This is. I mean, man, this is the word of the Lord. You know, If we just got up left and lived these out, I think it could be a touchdown today. <laughs> it really could. Uh, the one that specifically jumps out at me is that Matthew 12, because personally, my mouth is often what gets me in trouble. <laughs> the way I'm wired, my, person, my personality, my temperament, my style of relating. I don't struggle with some other parts of my body, but that's one I struggle with. And I remember when a spiritual father made me memorize that and said, Tim, what comes out of your mouth reveals your heart and at this season of life at 55 years old you guys the heart's the ball game the heart is the core it's 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 really what it's all about so we're going to talk about some communication techniques how to share your feelings things we've learned over over a lifetime of growing in intimacy with God and his husband and wife and with others but words are powerful what comes out of your mouth is a direct you know indication of what's going on in your heart you know let me ask you are your words life giving you know, I presuppose that they are. I know many of you in here. Well, that tells me that your heart's life-giving. <laughs> or some of our words, and there's times when my words are very critical and biting and hurtful. You know, I say all the time, there's no one on the planet that I love more than Ann O'Shaughnessy Evans. <laughs> we went to kindergarten together. We grew up in Elgrove Village, Illinois together. We've known each other our whole life. She knows all my jokes, that the good ones, the bad ones, the <laughs> different ones. There's no one I love more than Ann O'Shaughnessy Evans. And for the life, of me, I can't figure this out, man. There's no one I've hurt in my life, more than Ann O'Shaughnessy Evans. I don't understand that. I'm still trying to figure it out. But I know there's ways and decisions, and part of my spiritual formation as a husband who's in a one-flesh relationship, a oneness relationship with my bride, is to learn to better communicate. And for us, as a 20-some-year-old, young, prideful fireman, all full of myself, you know, when Ann asked me how I was feeling for the first 5, 7, 10 years, I would respond the same word every time. I'm feeling Fine, I'm fine. She's like, well, I need more than fine. You're fine if we the kids are acting out of school, and you're fine if you know the Cubs are going to the World Series. They aren't, but I'm a lifetime Cubs fan, you know. But anyway, I would be very fine. No, actually, I'd hit my knees and face east because Jesus is coming back. okay? <laughs> you see the Cubs win the World Series? Don't throw any confetti. Look for the sky to park. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. So we realized we were in a little bit of a Corner. I wasn't really good at sharing my feelings. My family of origin, which you know, as counselors, and that was that's one of the first things we go after. Is where'd you come from? What's your parents? When our kids started dating, people like go visit their family because you're not just marrying a person, Colleen. You're marrying a family, and a family that came from a family. Well, my family of origin was four boys and a girl. You know, my four brothers: Kathy, Billy, Timmy, Danny, Jay. I was right in the middle. My sister had her own bedroom, and the four brothers had a bedroom. You know, my dad was a milkman, card-carrying union, Chicago milkman for almost 40 years. He was a Golden Gloves champion, boxed in the wars, got a, you know, a, you know box full of medals They never talked about. He was in the garage in a cigar box that we found out later, some of the stuff. We tracked down some of the awards that he had gotten. But basically how he handled conflict was to take it out in the backyard where he set up a little boxing ring. So my brother Billy could beat the tar out of me. I could beat the tar out of Danny and Jay. I mean, that was kind of my family of origin, you know. We all wrestled. We took martial arts. It was bringing it outside. Now, now I say that, and it sounds abusive. I want to take those words back. But growing up in the 50s and 60s, that was, boys, take it outside. Strap on these big honky gloves and just wailing on, on each other. You know, like, okay, I'm done. I'm not you know, in any mood for any more conflict right now, you know. And it's like, so. and my wife, I'm one daughter. One sister, four brothers. She's one brother, four sisters. Now, I knew the O'Shaughnessy clan because they lived down the street. I was their paper boy. But I went for dinner the first time with them. You know, we were older. I was already a fireman. We started dating seriously. Kind of had a crush in junior high and that. And they sit down for dinner, and like I could hear the clank, people with their forks. And glass plates. You know, our house was a paper plate. <laughs> you know, throw the towel. Scotty, you need the towel? We had a family towel. We all shared it, you know. <laughs> Ann comes over for dinner, and she's like, can I have my own napkin? And they're like, what is she, lace curtain Irish, hoity-toity? Annie O'Shaughnessy needs her own napkin? She's like, yeah, okay, I need my own napkin. So again, four women, very little conflict avoidance. Four men, plus my dad. Again, that sister and a brother thrown in there all conflict so I come into a marriage how do I handle conflict pretty dysfunctionally abusive on a bad day now again I never hit her she would never go to the ring I would never drag her to the ring but verbally went to the ring almost every day you know I wanted it my way I want to live in the smaller story life where I'm the main character where it's all about me and I started even getting a little scripture I could put a little spin on it you know like doesn't that Bible we've been memorizing say something about you submit to me I'm the head, I'm the boss hog, I'm the chief, you're the Indian. Come on, let's get this together. It's biblical, thus saith the Lord. And we went to the map many times. Let's get you lead out. That's why that first bullet, it's about you men. Not like honey, I want to know how you feel. Honey, I wanna know your are No, not like no honey. This is what I learned. The triggers I feel. I want to start using these. Okay? And then after you explain the two you do well, the two you don't do well, then you look at your bride and say, Honey, I want to look at your sachet feelings. What two do you think are easy for you to express? Think back when you were a little girl. They'll know in a heartbeat, and their heart will be beating faster because their man is initiating a talk on feelings. Trust me on that. We've talked this across the country. I get emails back going, "Whoa!" You know. I thought the. Ba- and the foot massage would give me great sex. This feeling stuff is off the charts. You know? I'm like, yeah, I know. Because it's more than a physical act, okay? You're dealing with emotions, all right? So determine that are easy for her and then determine the feelings that are difficult for her. Now you guys have a little bit of a rabbit trail to her heart. Because the feelings that were difficult for Anne, specifically anger, when she's crying, saying I'm angry, going, okay, and excitement, then I could invite the Holy Spirit and inquire the Lord to, like, how can I minister? to help her express those in healthy ways. So when she'd start crying, I'd let her cry a little bit, because that was her default, and I'd say, honey, lower my voice, so I'd not even sit down, because I can tend to, you know, less intimidating, and say, look at me, you know, could your tears maybe be anger? As the first 2,000 times I did it, she looked at me like I was smoking the crack pipe, like, what, Tim? And i just start crying harder. You know, I'm like, oh, no, wait a minute, I remember we learned this at our advanced into training, you know, your default is sometimes tears, like sadness, but anger is the one you can't express. You guys, with the permission in the context of our marriage, she starts saying, you know, Tim, I guess I really am ticked. I can't believe that person did that when I told her not to. We're on the table with all these women, and you know I'm the shyest person in there. I'm an introvert by nature. And when she felt that story, I couldn't believe it. Now she's crying. I'm like, you shouldn't be sick. You should be angry. And with the permission of anger, all of a sudden she started to express anger and taking baby steps, where now she doesn't struggle with it, barely at all. Again, it's an ongoing thing. So you guys, these are invitations to advance in intimacy with God as he explains some of your feelings, primary and secondary. And then with your bride, your most significant relationship. The only one flesh. I have a lot of great friends. I love hanging out with men, particularly. Love men's ministry. But there's only one person in the universe that I'm one flesh with, and that's Anne. So if I can't work it with her, I'm not going to work it with other people. i got to start with who I am. And who I am is a man made in the image of God in covenant with, with God and one another. So that's the BB challenge. Now the box challenge, you guys, you guys are going to get a chuckle out of this. This in <laughs> house, <laughs> make a sachet rainbow with your bride. And it includes, you have to invest in six Crayola crayons or magic marker. No laughing, no running out the door, Okay. You got to do this. It's like it'll speak to their little girl. Another thing we learned at that intimacy training was just get a little picture of yourself when you're little and set it next to your best. This is just a rabbit trail I just got. It. So when Ann would be on me trying to get me to express, you know, sadness, like I'd come home and tell her about a call and she'd be like, Tim, you're joking about it, you know. Kid in a van hits a car, his head goes out the window, the, the sign takes off his head, it's decapitated, and the firemen are back at the firehouse laughing about the freckles on the 11-year-old's face. Now there's a name for that. It's called gallows humor, because none of us can deal with what we're seeing, so we joke about it. You know, we're not going to go all go in the bathroom and start crying, but we all felt sadness. But some guys would go to the tavern when they got off in the morning. Some guys would go home and kick the dog. Some guys would slap around there. You know, you're going to deal with your feelings. Here's a quote we say often: If you bury your feelings, you bury them alive. Take it to the bank. If you bury your feelings. So again, these are all invitations. What are your primary feelings? You know, they might not be primary. They're probably secondary. What are the secondaries? One of the ones you have no permission to share. And you start leading out as a servant leader's home. You guys, you're going to see your intimacy bust out to levels. Don't trust an Irish Chicago suburban fireman. Trust the Lord on this. Inquire the Lord and see what happens. So the rainbow thing is just basically your colors. Okay, if this is Ann Evans, her, her sadness rainbow was like this she could do all the sadness all the tears she want. Tim's sadness rainbow was like this that was as thick as it got you know, anger Tim's anger rainbow I mean, how long do you want to make it you know, anger was encouraged Ann's anger, no, in fact when you get angry act sad and you're going to go through each one of these with your body with different levels scared, I had zero green, you know, one line I don't need to go through it all, excited as big as anger was excited, it's still big and see what happens. Pray before you do this. Maybe covenant with another person, somebody in this room, or somebody in your small group, or where you can say, "Hey, I'm taking this box card challenge." You don't necessarily have to explain the BB's box cards. That's just between us. Oh wait, they're taping this. <laughs> ah, that's right. That's right. Well, You're tacky. You can delete, subtract, take it, you it's totally the fireman in me. If that offends anybody, I apologize, sort of. Uh, if, if, if it sins against you, come and see me. That's a Matthew 18 different deal. But if it just offends you, get over it, okay? You guys, we need to step into boxcar anointing. We really do. We really do. Um, I want to close with the prayer of impartation. I love that passage in Romans 1 where it says, the Apostle Paul says, I can't wait to see you. Why? I think it's says something like this in order that I may give you one more three-point message that I've been working on ever since I've been to Thessalonica. No! He says, I long to see you in order that the Holy Spirit may impart something to you. That you may be encouraged in the Lord. That some spiritual gift may be imparted. Man, I, I've had a lot of struggling with sharing feelings over 55 years of living. So I'm just going to Supernatural. I don't understand it all, but I'm going to ask for God to impart all the good things He's given Tim and Ann Evans to you. And that you receive them. And then I always, every 9 of a thousand times I pray this prayer, I only put a condition on it. That you have the humility to walk it out. Because box doesn't mean you start getting cocky. Or getting prideful and say, That's not your right feeling. I'll tell you what. Feeling No, 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 no. So the humility to walk out. So if you're comfortable, open your hands. Close your eyes. I'll close the prayer. And I'm going to hang around here if you guys want to stay. Um, there are some books available. Um, which kind of tells our life story. They're 20 bucks. Regular 25, you know, love for you if that would bless you or something. But anyway, Father God, we do. We thank you for this time. We thank you for New Life Church. We thank you for our leadership that uh, is passionate about uh, men's ministry, Lord. For Mike Pratt, who runs points, he's behind the scenes, guys. Every Thursday morning, he's got the coffee set up, and he's got a smile and a handshake. And now he's on vacation right now. So bless him and his wife and his family, Lord. For Brady and Garvin and the key servant leaders from the... The very top up front people to the guy who helped me set up this morning. I think his name was Matthew. He just had a heart of gold and I just thanked him. i He blessed. Letting all this unfold, Lord. We just thank you for our church and pray that we can be a church that the men in the church understand maleness the way you designed it. Lord, I think part of that is understanding how to share feelings. The way you shared your feelings, Lord. You know this has been a major area of struggle with, with me and my life and marriage for years, Lord. So right now, would you take all the good things you've given me Lord, everyone, would you just supernaturally, I don't understand this all, but this is one of those big prayers to a big guy. Would you just supernaturally impart a double measure of what you've given to Tim Evans, to each man, Lord. Every one of them is submitted. They have their hands open, Lord. They have their eyes closed. Would you just supernaturally impart to them right now a deeper awareness of, of being in relationship and intimacy with you with their spouse, with others, Lord, of understanding their feelings, of you know, revisit them, give them dreams and pictures, some family of origin stuff, some you know, things that they do real well, and things they need to grow on, Lord. Lord, would you impart the boxcar anointing that I sent you, given me a number of decades ago, a double measure into these men's hearts, lives, marriages, and ministries, Lord. But in all this, Lord, give them the humility, your mantle of humility, to walk it out. We declare and decree your favor, and we pray this in the name of God the Father, God the Son, the Logos, the Word and God the empowering and encouraging Holy Spirit. And everyone agreed and said, Amen.